0: How to save 5 hours a week on email. In this short episode, I'm going to show you how to virtually eliminate CCing in your emails. Yes, it's annoying. Uh, how to have someone else write emails for you that sounds just like you. I'm also going to tell you where to find the best email templates and how to reduce the number of back and forth emails that you have with lenders and partners. And I'm going to do it in 10 minutes or less. Hey, Broker Nation, this is Scott Peckford. I'm the founder of Auto Mortgage Brokering, and this is the tactical 10-minute podcast that I launch every Friday. And I'm excited to have you come listen to this. I'm going to give a shout out to our title sponsor and then jump right into it. Our title sponsor is Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy for them to use. It's got cool features like smart docs, so it knows what documents the client needs based on their app. It's connected lender spotlight, which has 8,000 plus lender rates and guidelines, and they're updated constantly. And uh, brokers love it. Clients love it. Check it out at lendesk.com slash Finmo. All right, so I said I'm gonna show you how to save five hours a week of email. You may not be aware of this, but the average business according to the Harvard Business Review, the average worker spends 28% of their week on email. I bet you mortgage brokers is even higher. It's insane. And so it works out to be about 13 hours a week for the average worker. Mortgage brokers, it's probably higher. And so I'm gonna tell you a quick story about where I first saw this tactic applied and then have since learned and adapted it to my own business as well as coach people on it. So there's a mortgage broker named Mark Good and he runs a fantastic business in Aurelia. And he's got like, he does some, some years do 400 mortgages. And I, I believe there's like, and and not on top of this. So he's got, he does 400 plus mortgages a year where he can. Uh, he at one time he owned a McDonald's, he owned a golf course. He's like, the guy is practically the mayor and he does 55% of all transactions and real estate transactions in this town. And so. You're like, well, how does he get all this done? Well, obviously he has a team, but one and, but there's a team and then there's the tactics that go underneath that team. And so one of the tactics that he applied was having a single inbox. So instead of emails going to everybody and, you know, your team and then sending them, oh, hey, this is for you. This is for me. He had one inbox. It was just mark it, mark good. And all emails would come in. His team would, would look at those emails and then sort anything that he, they, they couldn't handle that he had to handle would get dropped in a folder for him. And so it would immediately cut 80% of the emails out of his inbox because most of them he didn't have to respond to even higher actually. And so the tactic that I'm going to recommend. And so if you're, if you don't have an assistant at the moment and you're like, Oh, Scott, but I'm listening to this whole episode anyway, because it's going to be helpful for you to, uh, to build your business in a way that you can actually, uh, execute on this much easier when you do get your assistant. So back to the story. So he, he puts these emails into separate folders and. It reduces his email significantly, increases the response rate, and it just works like a hot damn. And so that's the first part of the tactic. The second part is like, okay, well, cool, we share an inbox, and then uh, what if other people don't sound like me? How do I get them to write emails like me? So this happened to my business partner Jules. So um, at the time, she was had somebody else looking at her inbox, and she's she's a fantastic mortgage broker, and she but she also wants to make sure that the communication is exactly the way that she wants it to be and wants it to sound like her. So what she would do, she started off by having her assistant draft up a response to the email, right? So she'd go into Gmail. So she's using, you can do this in any of these major platform, these email platforms. But the assistant would draft up the response. Jules would look at it, make a couple of tweaks if necessary, and then hit the send button. So there was an extra step there. But over time, her assistant got so good at writing the emails, she didn't have to do them anymore. And it sounded just like Jules. So if you want to have, if you're the kind of person who's like, hey, I want the emails to sound like me, no problem. Uh, the other thing you can do, so if you do, you can do that's one way if you want to do it. The other way you can do it is you can just have different signatures so that they know they're talking to a separate person. And sometimes you could do both. Sometimes you want the email to come from you. Sometimes you want it to come from them. So you can, uh, you, you can just apply a different signature to the same email. I, another part, uh, you sharing an inbox, do not use the uh, email like info at whatever. That's a terrible um, prefix because it'll often get caught in spam filters. So you're better off to just make it you. Um, and side note to this, do not use your brokerage is email address that they give you because if you ever leave or change companies, you're screwed. You're not, your emails are gone. And so make sure that you own the URL and you own the domain that the email is to set up to. So that because this happened to me, uh, change companies. like Oh dang, all those emails now that people reaching out to me from two, three years ago that want to do a switch or renewal, you're not going to see them. So make sure you own your domain. That's just a, that's a side tactic on top of this tactic. And I hope that makes sense. Okay. So own, have one inbox, uh, use folders to or, to, or use a system to divide out who's going to respond. Ideally, this is going to reduce eighty percent of your time on email. And we did this in our brokerage. And I and I uh, initially we did it for all of the support emails that came in, and it worked pretty good. And then I brought, and then I hired an executive assistant. And I literally, I swear to you, I spend probably about an hour and a half a week on email max. And my emails get respond. Most ninety percent of my emails get responded to really quickly because I'm not actually doing it. The ones that take a bit longer are the ones that I'm doing because I, I schedule time for it. But I literally cut my email time way down, and so as running a brokerage, all the things that are going on, and a lot of times, sometimes um, my assistant Chelsea will send the email from with her signature. Sometimes just send it with mine. It just depends on the situation, and it absolutely will save you a ton of time. I, I guarantee you'll save more than five hours a week if you do this. Like if, you, if you're a busy broker, you'll save more than five hours. So set up the shared inbox is the first thing. Use folders. Oh, templates. So where do you get good templates? So if you're like, Scott, this is awesome. I only have some templates. What I'd recommend you do is go into your sent folder and you're going to see there that every, if you've been doing this for more than five minutes, every every question that you can think of has already been, you've already responded to once before. Go grab, you know, grab some, grab a glass of wine, do it in the evening, go through your drafts, look for the, when the times you were super dialed in and you're typing that email. It was like, man, I'm on fire today. This email is like, awesome. Copy that thing, make it a template. So obviously in Gmail and Outlook, you can use templates and then your admin and your team can actually use those templates to make it even faster for them to respond. Because some things are just auto responses that we do all the time. But the quickest way to get those and and the templates will be perfect because you wrote them. They're your voice. They're you, right? And so I I would do that. The other thing you can do as another side note to this whole email strategy thing is take the email. If you're Sometimes I'll write an email. I feel like it's a bit too long. I find school teachers do this. They'll send an email for my kid's thing and it's like, dang, why is it so long? I just need to know that they have a parent-teacher interview. Side note, I actually missed the parent-teacher interview one time because of the email is so long, I didn't see it. But in any case, what you can do is you can take that the body of that email, you can drop it into ChatGPT and ask it to create different versions of that using a different voice. And I find I don't use ChatGPT. I use it more as like a an idea board. So I throw my stuff in there. I'm like, Oh, that's a good sentence. Or that's a good phrase. I don't actually get I don't often get it to write for me because I like to write my own emails. But you can use it to get another template or you can say shorten it. Sometimes I'll take like a blog post, I'll drop it in there and say shorten this blog post. And then I'll look at it. And go, okay, so I chopped it chopped out a couple of these paragraphs. And then I'll go back and I'll, I'll tweet mine. So just use that as a side thing. Whenever you're writing chat is looking amazing. So, okay, that, that's how you can improve your response time. The other, if you want to reduce back and forth with people, this is something I learned when I had a a virtual assistant. And so when you have somebody who has a different first language, it can get confusing. And if you write a, a, Hey, can you, can I get you to, you know, book an appointment with Bob? I also need you to go and, you know, get those things from Canva and I need you to go do this and this. And it's all one long sentence or paragraph. Well, it's really easy to miss those, those requests. And so what I discovered, I don't know who taught me this because it wasn't my idea, but. I want to discover this is that if I have requests or questions, number them. So one, can you go into Canva and grab the logo and send to X? Two, can you reach out to Sally to book a meeting for me? Three, and then they can respond. One, And, and then when they respond, they can go like, one, yes, done. Two, I'm having trouble with getting a hold of Sally. Three, it makes it so much faster. Like nobody really cares at the end of the day, especially these, these communication type emails. I find that using a numbered system is extremely effective. And we'll do it sometimes in teams when my, when, uh, Chelsea will message me and she'll, I've got some questions for you today. One, two, three. I love it. Cause then I'm just like, yes, no, done. Great. And then it's like, I don't, it's extremely quick. So uh, I would recommend that you do that as well. And the, the last kind of tactic trick that you can use to this. And if you're, let's say if you don't have an assistant right now and you're like, how do I get, make my email go faster? Here's what I would do is I would use video more often. And so the reason I would use video is so somebody sends you an email, and they have a question. If you don't have a template that you can just drop in there, it's a, that's a common question. You want to make it a custom answer. Uh, you can use a program like Loom or BombBomb. You basically turn on the screen recorder. You don't have to even turn on the camera yourself. You could just basically record the screen and answer the questions and say, hey, okay, you have a question about this. Here's your answer. Da, da, da. The reason you can do it faster with video is especially if you don't worry about like, don't worry about, and if you don't like having the camera on or your hair's not done, just don't turn on the camera for that one. Don't worry about it. But you are doing this will get you way better at video. By the way, this is a hack for becoming way more comfortable on videos. Just be sending them all the time every day. So you basically look at the, you have the email open and then you respond to the uh, email and you just hit send button. The reason it's faster is because you don't have to worry about grammar. You don't have to worry about tonality. Like I've sent emails before that I thought were funny. I was, I was trying to be funny, but it did not come off funny. And I, you know, I really pissed off one of my underwriters one time because I was like, oh shoot. But if I did that with my voice, I'm like, "Hey, man, I could like I could change my tone." And They go, oh, "Okay, I know he's not he's not being an asshole." And so you can actually write faster because you don't actually have to write it; you can just talk it. And so that's another hack that you can use if you don't have somebody to share. Hopefully, you find that useful and uh, give it a try. I'd love to hear if you're doing this. If you've got a different tactic on email, send me an email. I love I love learning, and I'll I'll share it on upcoming episode. So send an email to Island dot com. I'd love to hear your best email tactic or some version that I, you're doing that's different than what I talked about on this episode. Thanks again for listening. And remember, there's no problem in your mortgage business that somebody else hasn't already solved. The problem or the challenge is just finding who's got the answer. I uh, hope you enjoy these short tactical episodes and I will see you soon.